0: The India-Pakistan partition stories are too many and uh, there have been a lot of books. One of them, these books, I'm going to talk about today. It's called Divided by Partition, United by Resilience. 21 inspirational stories from 1947. It's about... The life story of 21 people, quite famous people, the likes of Gulzar, Milka Singh or the industrialist Munjal. People who came from Pakistan had a hard time settling in India and then made it big here. People who have seen the horrors of partition went through the trauma of it and... uh, yet they conquered it These stories are deeply emotional and tell you about the difficult times people went through So I'm going to pick the chapter from Gulzar the Lyricist It's based on his life and what he experienced during partition and even before and after it. So let me read a few passages from this chapter. Here we go. For 20 or 25 years after partition, I would keep having nightmares of the riots. These bad dreams would come regularly at night. I would wake up tense and then I couldn't go back to sleep. That fear was there, a terror, that if I went back to sleep, I would have the same nightmare again, recalls Ulzar. Born in Dina in Jhelum district in what is now Pakistan, Ulzar was already living in Delhi at the time of the partition. Though he didn't have to flee in a kafila or a train, he still witnessed the worst of partition violence watching his neighbourhood neighborhood descend into frenzied riots. The family was living near Sabzi Mandi in Basti Punjabia, a neighborhood in Old Delhi. It was a mixed Muslim-majority neighborhood and many of Gulzar's friends and classmates were Muslim. Few would realize that the master of Urdu poetry, Gulzar, was not born with that name. His name is so closely intertwined with our idea of him, with the beautiful Shairi from films like Andhi and Mossum, which poignantly touch the heart of our emotions that we cannot imagine him being known by any other name. But Gulzar actually grew up as Sampuran Singh Kalra, born in a Sikh household to Makhan Singh Kalra and uh, Sajan Kaur. Gulzar followed the traditional Sikh custom of keeping long hair when he was young. At the time of partition, the young Sikh boy was 11 years old. Old enough that the agonizing images of the corpses lining the streets were seared into his memory. We saw half burnt dead bodies on the roads in front of our house on the entire road. The road near Roshanara Bagh is really big and it was covered with corpses. These included bodies of people known to me. I recognized them. I had played marbles with them. They were there. Their fathers were also lying there. Someone with a half-burnt arm, someone with a half-burnt leg, and the bodies slowly started decomposing because no one was there to clear the corpses. An unbearable stench spread around the entire area. People put chairs and beds on the corpses and put kerosene oil on them and burned the corpses. Some burned people alive. The remains were put on trucks and taken away. How can we forget it? The family had moved into a compound for safety. The municipal middle school Gulzar studied in had shut down. People were so worried they all got together in a compound. No one wanted to stay home alone because there was always a fear that they would be attacked. Going to that compound required walking past these corpses. Some of the charred remains were stuck to the road. They had to be scraped off. The half-burnt houses were everywhere. There was one Muslim boy in school, particularly, who used to, I remember, lead the prayers in school. He was senior to me in school, a very fair boy, very musically talented. One day, I saw a man, I later got to know his name was, Samandar Singh, dragging this young boy away. The boy was just going meekly, he wasn't even protesting. When he took him away, I cried all night, I remember. We knew he was taking the boy behind Roshanara Bagh to kill him. These experiences shaped and scarred Gulzar immensely. I must thank my father for his broad-mindedness that we didn't grow bitter despite the fact that he lost so much at the time, money, property, relatives. The nightmares stayed with Gulzar and haunted him. It was only decades later that his writing helped him overcome the fears. Learning how to write had this one advantage, that I could purge it out. It was a way I could cope with the nightmares, something that had become solid inside me had been so firmly imprinted in me began to loosen and I could purge it out. Many short stories and poems have come out of this process of purging. Bhamiri beautifully captures the lost innocence of childhood, Dastak the destruction of dreams. His poignant story, Ravi Par, portrays the agony of losing a child and some part of oneself. A lady arrived at a camp with a dead child. She was clinging to it dearly and would not let go of it. That image stayed with me. I could identify with this woman the idea that partition also left some part of me dead. That whatever was thrown away was the life in me. So that idea took shape over the years and became the story of Ravi Par. Ulzar combined different incidents from his memory into his stories. The story called Jamun Kaped did not happen exactly in that particular manner, rather different incidents were combined and compounded. So the experience of three families becomes the experience of one family. But many of the characters are real, the characters of Emma, Dina and the old woman are all based on real people. The story of Batwara is also Ulzar's own experience of partition, albeit from much later. Batwara is the story about a gentleman who thought I was his lost son. The way it happened to me is what I have written exactly. The names in the story are their real names. It is a very long story. In the days of the Janta government late 1970s in Punjab, there was a minister, Harbajan Singh, who was convinced that I am his long-lost son. What had happened is that during partition, while fleeing, he had lost one son and one daughter who were left behind. When the violence started increasing, the local landlord told Harbajan Singh that he would give them shelter. He was a close friend of the family and he had made them swear that they would let him help them and shelter them. But Harbajan Singh was very worried because people from outside the area had also started coming and going and there were a lot of attacks. He was not sure if they would be safe there. So one night, without telling the landlord, the family joined a kafila leaving the town. Somewhere, near Choti Miyawali there was a fear of an attack on the Kafila. In the chaos that followed he lost his youngest son and daughter. Decades later when he was visiting Pakistan in the mid-1970s he wrote a letter to the landlord Afzal and the landlord's son Ayaz. At first, he didn't have the courage to put it in the mail because he assumed that the landlord would feel that they had betrayed his trust by leaving that night, especially without telling him. But finally, just before leaving the country, Abhajan Singh posted the letter in Karachi. It was eight years later that the family got a response. When Ayaz passed away, people came to visit him from all over. His things were being looked at and in the pocket of his shirt, his son found the letter. He mentioned it to the relatives who had come for the funeral. And as fate would have it, one of the relatives said, The girl you are talking about, she is really present here today. Some time later, Aya's son wrote to Harbajan Singh and Singh went to Pakistan to meet his daughter. She remembered her original name, Satya, and also remembered her parents' names. She said that that night of the kafila in 1947, she had been feeling very sleepy. So she went behind a tandoor and slept. And when she woke up, the karavan had left. She had been taken in by a local family, converted to Islam, and was known as Dilshad. She was married with two grown-up children, one in the Air Force and one working in a business. Even though it had been 40 years since they lost their children, those memories didn't fade. The fact that they had found their daughter gave them hope to start looking again for their son. So one day I got a call that the family wanted to see me. In fact, a few different people called me. At first I said, no, no, this is not me, I know my parents, I was already in Delhi during the partition But they were so keen, I agreed to meet them The whole family was there I asked them why they thought I was their son And they said it was because our names were the same, sampuran Singh And their son was also called Puni or Punna as I had been Throughout the conversation, the mother, Harbhajan Singh's wife, did not say much. She was just staring at me most of the time. But a couple of times, she stopped the conversation and asked, Why don't you just accept that you are my son? It was very tragic that hope still lived in her after all this time that she would find her son. Years later, when Harbhajan Singh passed away, I got a letter from his son saying that, Mother said to let the youngest son know. Is this a story or is this life? What is life without stories? Stories come from life itself. Where else can they come from? And life is made of stories only. So I've written this and it was published too. And I kept Everyone's original names the same. But all this happened many decades later after Gulzar had established himself as a leading poet, film lyricist and script writer. In 1947, he was still a young student. He completed his matriculation from a local school in Old Delhi. But the family was struggling economically. Gulzar's mother, Sajin Kaur, had passed away when he was just a young child and his father, Makhant Singh, had remarried. He had five children from this marriage and an additional three from his first marriage. Many relatives were also still staying with the family post-partition. Property in Jhelum had been lost during partition. Makan Singh decided to send Gulzar to Bombay in August 1949 to stay with Jasmeer Kalra, Ulzar's eldest brother. Jasmeer had a petrochemical business in Bombay, Ulzar joined Khalsa College in Bombay. He stayed in a single-room apartment owned by his brother and started helping at his brother's petrol pump. The young boy felt somewhat displaced in a new city, away from most of his family. But the spare time allowed him to spend time writing, watching plays and developing a love for the arts. He joined the Indian People's Theatre Association, the Progressive Writers Association and the Punjabi Sahitya Sabha. Through Progressive Writers Association, Ulza started meeting literary icons like Faiz Ahmad Faiz and Fiyazmi. Through Punjabi Sahitya Sabha stalwarts like Balraj Sani and Rajinder Singh Bedi. It was around this time that Sampuran Singh Kalra, who had already adopted the pen name Gulzar, also cut off the long hair that he had still maintained as a Sikh. Gulzar's family was keen that he enter a conventional profession, but the idea of becoming an author and poet had taken seed in his mind. Though he was now working in an automobile garage called Vichar Motors, his literary friends pulled him increasingly in the direction of writing. In his entire filmmaking career, Gulzar has not made a film on partition though, and does not think enough films on the topic have been made. The Second World War was extremely traumatic. But in Europe, in America, in Britain, they made films and they purged it out. But we were not able to make films on partition, neither in India nor in Pakistan. So it remained suppressed inside us and made us claustrophobic. Maybe if we had done this, then maybe if we had cried out completely, if we had completely let out our emotions and regretted the violence that happened, It would have been behind us today, but we kept it suppressed. Ulzar had in fact wanted to make a film on partition as his first film, but he could not find the support to take it forward. Producers were still too shy of taking up this difficult subject. His script lay idle for a long time, and an intense uneasiness grew within him at what he saw as a willful, claustrophobic silence. It was only much later, says Gulzar, when Govind Nihilani's tamas came out that his unease quietened and he felt that what needed to be said on partition had now been said. Gulzar only hopes now that the partition that divided the land does not continue to divide the people. Countries can be divided, land can be divided, roads can be divided, but you were dividing people you were dividing cultures, these cannot be cut, how will you partition the air